Hey Swifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is The Swiftcast coming up on this episode. Well, winter is coming and so is New York. We did the New York loop, the Central Park loop, and kind of decided, you know, let's put our own spin on this. Could Swift be about to build their own smart bike? The academies are a roaring success. Swift commits to their future. We love it. Um, We think the community loves it. You can absolutely expect that we'll be continuing this in years to come. Riding with ZBR, the famous Julie gives up her secrets to riding nice and slow. Plus, all the latest Swifty news and chat. Well, someone has flicked the big red switch marked end of summer here in the UK, so we're going to be a bit more regular with Swiftcasts from now on for the next few months. And the regulars, see what I did there? The regulars are back. I'm delighted to report Shane Miller. Good day, mate. How are we doing, Simon? Not too bad, thank you, my friend. And Nathan Gary, yo, dude. Hey, how's it going, Simon? Hey, Shane. All good here. Um, Shane, being in the upside down, someone's actually not just flicked your end of summer switch, but end of winter switch. Uh, which is kind of kind of the end of the indoor season or the end of the peak of the indoor season in Oz. How's it been this year? Busier? More exciting? Or just a bit more of the same? I judge my entire perception of how busy things are with the number of people in the hump day ride. So the number of people in the hump day ride has been bouncing around the 300. I think there was 327 the other night. We haven't seen any 400s this season. Hmm, not sure whether it's sort of dying off. I think I think it's about the same, about the same. But everyone's super excited for summer. We we need our batteries recharged. We're all solar operated down here, and we're all on pretty low energy. So vitamin D coming up very soon down here. As long as the magpies stay away, they've been swooping too. Yes, there's such a big. I mean, for people who don't don't realise this, uh, and, and I didn't until I came to ride a bike in Australia. <laughs> magpies are a, a, attacking, vicious, pecking, swooping. Alfred Hitchcock, the birds style magpies are a real thing in Australia, aren't they? They they really are. Look, we joke a lot about everything here wants to kill us: the snakes, the um, the kangaroos jumping out at us, the emus, the dingoes. You name it, everything wants to kill us. And then we just sort of laugh off the magpies. But then we'll be riding along, and then you'll get hit on the back of the head as if someone's thrown a basketball or a baseball at the back of your head, and they'll draw blood. They really will. So I'm I'm sure you've seen the memes online trying to have a bit of a laugh. They're actually true. And I just wish my little Garmin Varia radar would pick them up, but they're a little bit too small to be alerted. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a bit too fast moving. Although that is aimed at cars, so maybe I just need to point it up a bit. A yeah. Thing. But <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is, informing you you're about to be attacked by a magpie. <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure how much use that actually is. Uh, anyway, we should also say it's not the magpies' fault. They're just being magpies. They're being <laughs> they're being territorial. Uh, they're protecting their young because it's it's breeding season. Um, Nathan, chilling the air in Wisconsin yet, my friend? Yeah, actually, just a little bit. Today was the first day it started cooling off just a tad. Where I was riding the bike actually uh, between here and Grandma Meal, and uh, every Thursday night we have a Grandma Meal, and I uh, definitely felt like I needed a sweatshirt for the first time. Things are changing, as the the meme on Swift Riders says, "Winter is coming, boys." Um, well, one of the highlights of the upcoming season is going to be the release of New York, and I actually am pretty excited about this. Probably a bit more excited about it than. I was and am about uh, Innsbruck, which is, you know, nice enough, but I think New York's going to be something different. Uh, Full disclosure, I have seen it, well, a pretty advanced version of it, and it is, I mean, it really is amazing. It's completely stunning. Um, And we're obviously a bit limited about what we can say about it, which can be frustrating for people, but, you know, we need to talk about it. It is coming. I'll explain why we can't say too much in a minute, but as a bit of a tease, Here's one of the senior 3D artists, Tony Arugas, talking just a little bit about the new course. I drew a lot of inspiration from real-life architects, uh, real cities, like Dubai, right? New York is still there, but we're adding new buildings to it. In some cases, even adding on to on top of the actual older buildings, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of like uh, some parasite architecture. I hate to use the cliche, but it is, it, it's next level, isn't it? I mean, this this really has moved on a long way i mean look at the detail down here we've got oh we've got people we have more people because it's a city i guess pretty massive levels of detail here for 
something that you may be only going to glimpse out the out the corner of your eye. <laughs> yeah, we just every time we just want to push, right? We want to make things a little bit better than what we did the last time. It's always good to do, but it's always a struggle too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it will be. I mean, it's just going to be a surprise to just about every single Zwifter, I think. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be well-received? I mean, my my initial impression is it's going to be very well-received just because of how well, how beautiful it is and how different it is and, and the different options it offers. I definitely hope so. I mean, I'm always worried <laughs> when things release. You know, the, the night it releases, I'm always just up refreshing it's like is it, who's got it who who saw it what are they saying but I, I have a good feeling i think i think people will like it um shane you're heading off to zwift hq in the next couple of days i guess you are going to be able to ride it but the massive zwifters are going to have to wait and how long is that wait is definitely the big question of the moment i'm kind of thinking we'll definitely get this some way before november the 15th now, my Australian friend, why is November the 15th uh, a red-ringed date in the Zwift diary? Do explain. Mm, interesting one. Um, I think about that time last year, we saw everybody's account flip over to either grandfathered pricing plans or the new pricing plans. So that may have something to do with that. But back on the course itself, if I'm in Zwift HQ, I promise listeners... I will try my very best to try and get a leak. I'll try and get a photo. I'll try and get something because I haven't seen it yet. So if I can get anything at all, if I can get anything, I'll jump over onto the Zwift uh, Zwiftcast listeners uh, Facebook group and see what I can put there. So keep an eye on that for sure. I'll do my best, I promise. But yeah, that date, I'm a bit nervous. Uh, yeah, and I think Swift are probably a bit nervous as well. I mean, just to explain to, to listeners, that, that date is when the... Uh, dare I say these two words together in the same sentence again? Price rise. That's when the price rise. <laughs> That's when the price rise kicks in. I, yeah, I think technically it'd be a price realignment for everybody who was on the grandfathered plan. So if you've signed up in the last year to Zwift, your price doesn't rise. It's the price is the price. But what they did, they offered this time last year a 12-month, I guess, grace period or what they call grandfathered period for people to stay on the $10 a month plan before it rose up to – what. It, depends on which market you're in and the, the pricing you're paying um, with your currency. So this will only affect people who are on the grandfathered plan. So the old school Zwifters, I think like the three of us. So that's who it's going to affect. If you're a new Zwifter in the last 12 months, no change. I, I, I think there will be a few little uh, little jewels laid in our path to um, mitigate the, the pain of the price rise. Um, um, and I have Emily Mullen from Zwift on the podcast later. So... Uh, talking about the academy, actually. So I asked her but the, the big question about New York. I didn't expect specifics, to be honest, but she made quite a good fist of answering the impossible question. Anyway, here's what she said. Uh, soon. Um, <laughs> no, you're going to have to do better than that. Soon. Actually, um, we are, I am told it is, is semi-rideable. Um, uh, we're getting to take our first look at it um, today or so. It's not yet in our QA lab, um, but uh, it's it's getting there. We're putting on some final touches. Our art team has gone yet again above and beyond um, to make just an incredible world. Um, so um, I can't wait to share it with the world. Um, there will be some fun surprises for everyone. Um, our runners will have some some great surprises. Our riders will have some even more surprises. So um, can't wait, uh, but I don't have a date for you yet. Okay. Um, Nathan, I, I, I think, well, we are expecting something pretty special with, with the release of New York, but, you know, it could be kind of topographically challenged, if that's a thing. I mean, New York's a flat city, and I can't see it being a flat course. So there's got to be some clams. How how are they going to do that? Do you think, or you know, what 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 might the wow factor be? More undergrounds? I don't know about more undergrounds. We'll see. But uh, I think it'll get really interesting. I think that's uh, I think that's what's going to be happening, and a lot of creativity with New York. Have you seen anything of it at all? Yeah, I've seen it. I've actually uh, seen a, a lot of it. I got the kind of a similar walkthrough that you had to it when I was over at HQ. Very, very cool. I'm really excited uh, for where things are going. Yeah. And uh, how do you rate it in terms of, you know, best ever? 
Oh, you can't. I haven't. I haven't written it. <laughs> I have not written it. So, okay. So, but between, I'll do like a between the other courses. It it's it's up against Watopia. Okay, I'll say. Is it say better that. than Richmond? Is it better than Richmond? Oh, that wouldn't be hard. Don't be horrible. Don't be. I, you know, no, I've got to clamp down on this. Stop being horrible to Richmond. Have you noticed that this is the first time this month is the first time we've not had a Richmond no, day? No, no one noticed. And no one noticed. The, uh, no, no, there were campaigns. I saw campaigns, Shane. I saw bring back Richmond campaigns all over Facebook. So no, look, come on, we can't be we can't be horrible to Richmond. Sorry, Nathan, to interrupt your point. There, go on, carry on. Uh, I just was saying that I could I can't uh, compare it to the others, but. Too much, I don't think. I, but from what I've seen, I would I would match it against Watopia. But we'll see how long lasting that is. I mean, Watopia is huge, though, so there's a lot going on in Watopia too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I would you know put those not side by side, but I I mean it's a uh, I'll call it similar in some ways. I mean, not at all. Oh, it's hard to we'll leave that alone. <laughs> it's similar in some very specific ways. <laughs> We will, we will leave that alone. Moving on. Now, this news has been around for a while, but it's potentially really, really, really significant. So we do need to discuss it. Let's deal with the technology elements. Now, Swift have said repeatedly in the past that they're a software company, not a hardware company. They've said that lots and lots and lots. But it does look as though that might be changing. Um... And the result of that, which is what Swifters might be interested in rather than the, the, the internal machinations, is a Zwift bike. A Zwift smart bike. An out-of-the-box, one-step solution to getting Zwifting, made by Zwift, Zwift branded. You buy a Zwift bike from Zwift, not unlike the kind of Peloton model, I guess. And to potentially make that happen, Zwift has licensed some very, very smart technology from a company called Virtue Pro. That's not Virtue Go, the software rival, although apparently there is some kind of relationship between Virtue Pro and Virtue Go. But Virtue Pro is a German-based company which already has a working smart bike on the market. It doesn't work with Zwift, actually, but that's a fairly trivial thing to fix. Um, Shane, before we discuss why this is significant, j- just give us the rundown on Virtue Pro's tech. I mean, why why have Swift and others got so excited about it uh, to the extent, as far as Swift are uh, concerned, that they've licensed the, the technology? Look, I think uh, well, what we saw in DC Ramaker's video of the unit itself that he jumped on and had a ride of, he was really impressed with the ride feel um, and the gear changing and everything about it being like riding a bike, and which is super, super important. So the technology they have must be real enough or must have impressed them enough to say, look, we're going to put some cash down here and we want part of this. So mm, until it's, it's, I guess it's really hard to discuss ride feel and, uh, you know, does it feel like riding a bike? We haven't been able to quantify that just yet into any sort of metrics that's coming soon. Stay tuned. But this must have been pretty damn good to jump on and uh, must have impressed Eric quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, they've got what this one little feature that Ray talks about, haven't they? Which is if you stop getting started again in earth mode is more like it is on the road. It's more like riding. It's more like riding a bike. So they've got something really clever happening in acceleration. Yeah, look, uh, uh, this is a really hard one for for uh, I guess engineering teams to actually fix to see which way they go with. Uh, we saw that on the Atom. If you stop pedaling or the Watt Bike Atom, it'll sort of let go of resistance and then kick in a few seconds later. So you're not just sort of stuck in this massive gear. Um, whether that's real or not, because if you're stuck on the side of a 7% hill, you know, you have to still have to ride up that 7% hill. So I'm not sure, but it's from what I see Ray riding and uh, how he presents that and talks about it. I'm quite excited about what's coming along and how real that's going to be and how much better it could potentially be than the smart trainers we have today. Well, I mean, as, as, as Shane said there, Nathan, Zwift have clearly seen something that they feel is worth laying out money for. I mean, the, the whole concept of a Zwift a Zwift smart bike. Good good idea, do you think? I'm a little surprised because the no hardware thing, you know, but at the same time, if the market isn't moving quick enough to start putting bikes where general population are or make a quick pickup for people be like, I don't want to do all this setup. I just need a bike. You know, I think that eventually you just got to go. 
you know, eventually you got to make something happen. And I think there might be a little bit of like, well, let's get our hands on it and see what it takes too. So, I mean, if you get more information about what it takes, you can then work with your partners then better too. Even if you are starting to sell your own stuff. I mean, I think that there's still the reality of like you have experience it with it then and you can have massive support all around when it comes to smart bikes too, if you have to deal with it yourself. But yeah, it's still a little bit surprising. But uh, at the same time, I think that the market is ripe to get a lot more users if you just put smart bikes with Zwift on it in places where people are using smart bikes, which is like every gym in the world. <laughs> no, absolutely right. And I, th- I think you 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 absolutely nailed it uh, at the beginning of your comments there. The, the industry is not moving fast enough for Zwift. So Zwift feel that, you know, they're going to step in and try and make things happen quicker. And, that, and that's that's what they've done by licensing this. But it doesn't look like this bike is actually, is this bike actually to market already? Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you, you can buy it. I mean, uh, oddly, oddly, it doesn't work with Swift at the moment. But that that's a trivial fix, Shane. I think, isn't it? Uh, should be, should be trivial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. We've seen Swift compatible devices not be very Swift compatible. So I'm, yeah, I'm on the other side of the fence with that. Going, hmm, we'll see. I know you're always cautious. And um, a Swift bike, that would be a really interesting one to see. So we'll keep a close eye on that one. Okay, let's move on to something which can only be described really as a huge success story for Swift, and that's the academies. Both the men's and the women's are in full flow. Um, I've enrolled. Uh, I'll talk to you two boys about whether you've enrolled or completed anything uh, in a few moments. But first, let's just hear a few statistics, uh, a stat pack, which kind of represents just how popular the academies are this year. Academy riders are nothing if not determined. Of all riders starting a workout, 95% of them finish that workout. The group workout format gives a tiny added advantage. The completion rate there is 96%. There are a lot of academy riders, almost 29,500 men and close to 5,000 women. And they've ridden a lot of workouts, almost 50,000 in total. Academy riders seem just to be a fraction fitter at the start of the programme than the average Swifter, with an average FTP of 234 against an average of 231. It'll be interesting to see if the FTP for Academy riders at the end of the programme is higher than the average Swifter. Should be. And Zwift staffers are keen academy riders, with 116 of them enrolled on the programme. That's around half of everyone who works for Zwift. Right on! Are we enrolled then, boys? I am. Uh, I'm very behind. I've only done four of the ten workouts. I haven't done any races and I've done one or two group rides. Uh, I mean, my thoughts... um, it, it is a, a very, very, very popular programme uh, and it does all kinds of jobs for Zwift and it does them pretty well, actually. Um, my kind of summary is the group rides, well, they're group rides, they're a great idea. They are social, they are fun, but they do suffer from the same problems that plague all group rides, which is flyers and the pace being forced by some people. And I really do think it's time that, that Zwift, you know, enabled some kind of tools that, that, that can that can help to regulate that uh, and that comes up later in the podcast with Emily so we will talk about that the workouts are hard um, that might say more about my fitness than the actual sessions um, and I haven't raced yet so don't really know about that Nathan where are you at what are your thoughts I've got a couple of group rides I don't really to be honest I don't really like the group rides just because it's like easy <laughs> and like I kind of want to be challenged if I'm going to jump on the bike and like I just feel like I need to just I need to go do this hour ride on the trainer that I'm kind of like it's like okay and then like I feel like there's kind of like overzealousness about people like being held back like like there's like you know not to name any names but some of the leaders are like always yelling at the people off the front 
And it's just kind of like, just tell them, okay, people, we're going to try and stick together. And those guys, you guys go do your thing. Let them go. Don't chase them if you want to stick together. If you want to go with them, bye. You know what I mean? And, and let them do their thing. And we have this, like, I mean, I was on one where somebody just kept on, on, on. And it was really uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> I mean, flyers are annoying to people, especially you old guys. No offense. But, like, come on. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, some people just like to ride hard. And, like, I've always kind of been that guy who, and I would get yelled at at the old, from the old guard for going off the front. They'd be like, well, then just let me go with the fast guys. Whatever, dude. Like, it's a, we're having fun. So, anyways. But uh, besides that, um I uh, I like the workouts. Some of them didn't seem very hard, and some of them seemed really hard. Um, I'm about, uh, number seven at this point. I'm, I've gotten through, um, and I haven't done any races yet. I'm kind of scared of them, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree, because yeah, I mean, you're way fitter than me. I'm, I'm glad you agree the workouts are, are tough. I mean, I, I I really do think that's tough. Shane, have you have you done any of the the, the, the workout sessions? I have. I have indeed. Now, I joined one the other day thinking, oh, this looks like a walk in the park. So it's three minutes and then five minutes and then four minutes. And then right at the end there, there was 10 minutes of free ride. I'm like, excellent. I can do this 10 minutes of free ride. But little did I know the text on the screen said for that 10 minutes, you have to go as hard as you can. I'm like, hang on, hang on. I'm cooked. And then I thought, okay, I'll just ease into this. And we're with a group of people and we're having, you know, there's a good group chat. And uh, I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to ease. I'm just going to get this done just to tick that box and just to keep leveling up. I'll just get this like 10 minute thing done. But then it popped up on the screen that your average watch is this. And then I went up a little bit and then I'm like, your average watch is this. And then it went up a little bit more. (laughs) And then I started chasing and I started chasing. By the end of that 10 minutes, I was totally done. I was chasing that 320, 330 watt mark or something for the last two minutes. And I kept sprinting at the end to make sure it captured me. But they're tough work. Yeah. But they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they are fun, and I think you know they're predominantly they're a bit shorter than last year, which is obviously a good lesson that that Swift have learned. Um, well, let's hear from a couple of um, academicians. I think we can call them academicians. Yeah, we can call them academicians. Uh, let's hear what from one male and one female academician. Here we go. Well, welcome to the Swiftcaster, Drew Epstein. Uh, Drew, I've got you on for some very good reasons, which I'll just rapidly go through. You've already graduated uh, from the academy this year. You graduated last year, and you're a ride leader. So you are like the Mr. Perfect guy to talk to about the academy. Uh, welcome to the Swiftcast. Thank you so much, Simon. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, it's uh, it's very kind of you to volunteer. Now, um, let's just start by kind of comparing the two last years and this year's um, the men's academies. What 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 have been the main differences for you? I think last year, uh, the biggest thing was starting out with the FTP test, which this year we did not have at all. It wasn't a requirement. Uh, so there is a little bit more autonomy required on people's parts and they expect you to do your diligence. And I'm not convinced that many people had done it appropriately. When I see some of the staggering differences in people's FTP, I see people increasing FTP by 100 points. Um, uh, during these workouts, I said, this, this cannot be accurate within this short period of time. So that was one of the first, uh, things that I noticed was that they just took away that requirement. Do you think that's good? uh, Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I would prefer to have it mandated because it just puts it on the, on everyone else on a level playing field so that people are really getting the workouts that they need to get to really get an assessment of where they are in the academy and uh, allowing people to insert their own FTP. I think it just it it does a disservice to people who maybe don't know what their FTP is or maybe just taking a stab at it or just maybe didn't have the time. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, another major difference. Last year, there were eight workouts, uh, if you recall. And some of them were absolutely brutal. The durations of them were also some of them, most of them were, were much longer. Most of the uh, workouts this year are less than an hour. Um, so maybe a little more intense. But I remember last year for sure, especially workout five, uh, I remember being absolutely crucial. And <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people probably didn't get their star on that one. I don't know if you remember, it was 24, 15 second sprints at 300 percent FTP. Yeah, I'd have failed that one for sure. Um, this year, the group workouts are very different this year. And I feel overall, I think that Zwift has tailored the 2018 Zwift Academy to attract a broader audience. I think last year, a lot of people were sort of out of their depth and didn't understand what they were getting into. And they really are aiming at a, uh, people who are looking for a professional cycling contract. So a lot of the casuals came out and I think they got in way over their heads. <laughs> 
Um, this year, I think that they really tempered a lot of the workouts. They did make them sort of less intense and shorter. That's a good thing, I think, broadening it out, broadening the appeal, I think. Absolutely. I think, that, you know, for sure it does. I think that what it doesn't do is maybe necessarily filter as quickly who are the real contenders. And that may be a challenge for Zwift, but that's up to Zwift and Dimension Data to work out for themselves. But I think the broad appeal um, for sure, for people to get a chance to train uh, on a professional training plan, to train with you know people who are either pro or or, or serious amateur cyclists, is a, it's an opportunity that you don't get outside of Swift Academy. So it's pretty as, as astounding. Excellent analysis. All very, very, very good points, those Drew. Um, uh, let me ask you a final question: which uh, which academy did you enjoy more, last year's or this year's? Uh, I honestly, I think last year's because it was such a new experience for me. I hadn't, you know, I, I was aware of the women's academy before. Um, and I just thought, do I actually have the the chops to, to get through this thing? And so for me, last year was, was a real achievement. I really felt like that sense of achievement. Okay. I suspect you're just a glutton for punishment, <laughs> mate, actually. A bit of a masochist. masochist. That could also be. <laughs> Happily, uh, we've got two academicians in one household. If you would hand over whatever device you're on at the moment to, to your wife, because and uh, it's going to be great to get a report from Claire on progress in the Women's Academy. So, um, hello, Claire. Are you there? Hello. Hey, Claire, great to talk to you. Um, you probably heard Drew with his exceptional analysis of the, <laughs> of the Men's Academy. Um, so from your, your part of the forest, um, uh, I know you did the Women's Academy last year and you've done the Women's Academy this year. The same, different, better? Well, I, I think it's definitely different. I'm actually only halfway through this year's um, academy. I remember last year's workouts being uh, definitely longer and um, in some ways harder. Uh, I also wonder if this year I maybe should have uh, taken an FTP test before I started the Zwift Academy. So um, I'm going with my old setting. I also was coming off my first Ironman race uh, like a week or two before Zwift Academy started. So I knew that my legs would not be up very much. I also like um, that group rides, there's a little bit more um, variation in the lower watts per kilogram. Um, in that last year, I remember, I, I believe all the women's rides were two to two and a half watts per kilogram. And that was pretty close to my FTP, so I would get dropped every ride. Um, this year, there's a one and a half to two watts per kilogram option, and that's actually what I started with that first week. And you know, I'm still getting dropped, but I'm able to <clears throat> I'm able to stay with the group for a bit longer. Yeah, and 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 that kind of wattage per kilo, you know, that's that that's a, like a proper recovery ride, isn't it? Um, I know I know the uh, whenever I speak to anybody who takes part in the women's academy. That they talk about the camaraderie and the speed of core and the sense of community and the communication. Are all of those things as good this year, do you think? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. You know, I'm having a lot of fun on the uh, on the group rides and then, you know, through the face group, uh, Facebook group as well. Yeah, excellent. And do you two do, you two do it together or, or consecutively or one after another or fight over the kicker? Well, sometimes we do our workouts at the same time because we actually have uh, two trainers. Um, but, uh, I don't have as much time to spend on, um, the cycling necessarily, uh, because I'm doing the triathlon and I have some other activities as well. Um, so Drew usually gets ahead of me on the workouts. So we did do a couple things together, but we, we are often on the bikes together, but doing different workouts. Final question to you then, uh, same, same, same one as, as to Drew really, which, which one have you preferred this year's or last year's? Well, they're different. I, I like the workouts that I'm doing right now. I just finished workout three and four, and I have workout five to do next. And I think those workouts, I'm really having fun with those because that's geared to more, toward uh, what I like, which is the um, short, uh, intense efforts, the sprints. I'm, I'm more of a natural sprinter, I, I think. So I'm having a lot of fun with those right now. Thanks very much indeed for, for talking to me. Please thank Drew on my behalf, and um, thanks to the pair of you. Good luck to both of you, and uh, thanks for being on the Zwavecast. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Okay. Well, joined now by Emily Mullen from Zwift HQ. Um, Emily, uh, a huge success for Zwift. We're feeling real good about them. Um, you know, we've had uh, the biggest year yet. I think we even have... Um, 
probably over 700 graduates now um, uh, who've made it through the whole thing. Uh, we're, we're having a, a great time with it, and we're all doing it as well ourselves. Um, uh, so really experience it firsthand uh, with the community. Uh, well, that's good to hear. I, my, I myself am also struggling through. Uh, I've completed four workouts, and I've needed two days off after each workout. These are not, these are not easy workouts, Emily Mullen. They aren't, no. And, uh, you know, workout number one was a bit of an eye-opener. I did workout number one, and I remember being like, oh, boy. It's like you need to take rest days. You need to take recovery days. The, the group rides are meant to be a little bit uh, in recovery mode. A continuing source of frustration for people, Emily, is the way that group rides break up. It is is dealing with flyers and uh, and group rides, you know, going beyond the advertised pace. And this again has come up in 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 the academy. And you know, I think it's even more pertinent in the academy, really, because as you just said, people kind of look forward to a recovery ride and and a social ride, and they get on it and they find it goes off like a race. Here's one very typical comment: I've done three group rides, I got dropped twice. You know, and the suggestions that people make for tools that Zwift could give to ride leaders to, to more effectively police group rides. I mean, why doesn't Zwift do that? Uh, well, we're going. To, we're working on that, Simon, because um, uh, we feel it as well, um, um, and we want uh, ride leaders, and we always ask ride leaders to stick to advertised pace. I'm sorry to interrupt, Emily, but I think that's why people would like to see ride leaders more supported by Zwift. You know, whether that be a button that just kills a flyer or, or takes them, you know, whatever, whatever, lots of techniques have been discussed. I mean, can you give us an assurance that you're definitely, definitely working on this stuff and, you know, might it be coming quite soon? Yeah, those are the things we're working on. We want to make sure that we don't um, give uh, power that might be abused um, by anyone, um, hmm. uh, and so that it's genuinely used for the purpose um, of, you know, if somebody's flying off, can we be able to kick them out of the group or something like that? Um, uh, and not just because you don't like them or something like that. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it's definitely something we're working on. Well, it, it, it's it's good to hear that the, the, the work is, is definitely going on on that. I think I think that that would be very well received by anybody who, who does regular group rides in the academy or otherwise. And and that that kind of plays a little bit into into the next point actually. And and you know we do massively appreciate the ride leaders. They do a difficult job, and and certainly all of the ones I've seen do a difficult job extremely well. But would you consider? being able to put more group rides in the academies on the schedule, on the calendar, um, but make them leaderless? Because, I, you know, I assume the reason there's not more group rides is because, you know, good leaders are hard to find and, and people have got, you know, lots of demands on their time. So kind of, you know, wh why not go with, with more leaderless rides, perhaps? Um, in many respects for Zwift Academy, um, this is the, the sort of sampling platter of the very best of Zwift. And so... We get you to do a workout, we get you to do a group workout, we get you to do a group ride, we get you to do a race. And for most Swifters, it's the first time they're doing one of those types of events. Um, um, with group rides, it's the same thing. For folks who don't usually do group rides, we wanna have what we believe uh, tends to be the very best experience, which has a ride leader who organizes the ride, who tries to keep the pace, who keeps the conversation going, and is a, a friendly, um, uh, lead who can answer any sort of questions you might have about Zwift or Zwift Academy or at least help you get to the answers that you might have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good answer, Emily, actually. It's a good answer. You know, it, it, the, the best, it, you want it to be the best of the best. Like, so um, I think people will, will probably accept that logic. Uh, in, in, in one respect, not, not, not in the physical exertion uh, respect, because I, I do think these are, you know, a significant challenge, the workouts. But, but in one respect, you've kind of made the academy easier and you've, you've done that really by... Uh, there's there's no requirement for these very long workouts. These like you know 80, 90, 95 minutes. I think some of them even were last year. And the, the workouts are completed in a in, in a short generally in a in a shorter time period. Which, you know, I mean, the the reason an awful lot of people use Zwift is because they are they are short of time. That was obviously a conscious decision. So we're going into our, we're in our third year actually. I should say um, with Zwift Academy, and we've heard feedback from the community. Um, year over year, and we always take it um, at the very start to re-review that 
feedback um, and say, well, how can we improve the next year's academy? Um, and over the past two years, we've heard uh, feedback loud and clear about the number of requirements and and the toughness or, or the length of those requirements. And do you want to put your neck on the line, Emily, and venture to suggest that completion graduation rates this year may be higher? Oh, yeah, I, I'll say that. I think they're going to be uh, significantly higher this year than um, in previous years. Um, but, I mean, I think it's fair to say, Emily, that the... Um, the academies have been a, a huge success, and and you know many congratulations for Swift for for sticking with them really because they you know I know logistically they're not easy to do. Um, I mean, nobody can ever predict the future with any certainty, but is this a fixture now? Is this is this a part of the furniture for Swift for the foreseeable future? Yes, absolutely, and um, so we love it. Um, we think the community loves it. Um, we love working with the teams that we've been able to work with and the coaches and, and the athletes who have come out of Swift Academy. So you can absolutely expect that we'll be continuing this in years to come. Right on. Okay, back with Shane and Nathan. Um, final thoughts, uh, fellas, on the, on the Academy. My w- one thought was, and I know Swift are probably conscious not being too much like Trainer Road here, but I just wonder if the workouts could contain a little bit more in the way of on-screen information, like physiological stuff, kind of very brief explanation of why you're doing what you're doing at that particular time. But, you know, a, a perfect example was I did one the other day, I think it was four or five-minute blocks. Um, it was it was way sub-threshold, but, you know, it was kind of just on the edge of the green zone. But it was at 60 RPM. Uh, and I just thought I'd, I'd just like the workout to tell me why I'm doing this. You know what 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 the aim from that is. Do you do you think that's a point, Nathan, or do you think you know people have got enough to worry about without trying to read a screen full of physiological information? Yeah, there's a lot of good direction. I feel like, and they do give you a little bit of the whys. I think um, maybe reminders to read the workout description if you want that information beforehand would probably be good, um, because during it, I don't really want. I kind of get annoyed by how much is there. Almost personally, maybe some people like that, but I like. I mean, I'm I'm a coach though too, so like I am kind of like I know kind of why this is here and this is cool, but I I, I kind of want to see what's going on in Zwift more than see the chat across there. Um, if you like that, it'd be cool to actually be able to turn it on or off. Personally, like I would really like to be able to just turn the chat off in the workout so I can just see Zwift and the numbers and uh, and in the mobile app, I'm using that a lot right now too. So um, you know, maybe have it in there rather than oh, it is in there up at the top, but. Um, but just the ability to turn it off on screen would be cool. Yeah, allowing users to configure the screen layout. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's been a long time coming as well. Shane, I know that the position of the text uh, is a particular bugbear of yours, is it not? In fact, I'd even describe it as your hobby horse at the moment. <laughs> well, during a live stream fail the other night, I had I was chasing back on, chasing back on, chasing back on, and then the text kept popping up on the screen right in the center. Now, when I'm riding out on the road, I look, at, well, I think we all do, we look up the road into the horizon, we know what's coming up, we see the cars and the other riders or the turns. On Zwift, you've only got this little sort of pocket of... I'd call it almost a postage stamp area you'd be looking at. So you know there's a turn or there's a bunch to catch. And here I am. I'm red-faced, red-headed, <laughs> pretty angry at the time. And I've, I need to know how far ahead that bunch is because I want to see them chase them down. And this pop, 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 this text kept coming up from the ride leader in the center of the screen. I just, oh, I, I lost myself in that. Uh, <laughs> I lost a few things as well at the same time. lost my mind. Um, Where do you want it? For me. I mean, do you want it like lower third, which is the classic place for uh, text on screen? Well, it, it, I, I think lower third is, I mean, if you ever downloaded a, a dodgy movie from the internet or if you ever turn on captions or something like that, it's always lower third, yeah. always, always lower third. If you're looking at the news, the, the tickers, usually get the lower third. Information is always presented on the bottom, not right exactly where we're looking. It's like watching morning television or the news and the ticker tape is right across their eyes, you know, or the, yeah, you know, the yeah, ticker yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. It's just in the wrong spot. It just needs to be sunk just a little bit, just a little bit. So, yeah, it definitely is my, uh, yeah, I'm on my high horse about that all the time. Yeah. And are you going to mount your high horse and gallop it through the uh, front doors of Zwift headquarters next week and make this point to somebody who might it listen to It won't be a you? horse. 
it'll be a pack of alpacas. I'll, I'll have a, 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 I'll wage, I'll, I'll get out the front and there'll be pl- alpacas with placards. How does that sound? <laughs> I'm liking that image. Or maybe a, bit of a Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah, you know, maybe a chariot, you know, uh, oh, propelled yes. by six tethered dingoes or something like that. Or am, I, am I getting, <laughs> am I getting now ridiculously Australian? Uh, Australian no, no, that's perfect. Australian that's, that's perfect. offensive. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, it, to be honest, I mean, uh, as regards the the academies, the the kind of lack of, uh, or in some people's view, the the lack of information. It's, it's a very trivial point, actually. But 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 the point about text on screen, I think you're quite right, Shane. Actually, I do. I mean, you know, when I worked in TV, or text on screen was actually, you know, the actual generic name for it was a lower third. So it would be, mm-hmm. where's the mm-hmm. lower third, or that. You know, the person's name in the lower third is not spelt right. Do it again. That kind of thing. You know, they were called a lower third uh, for a reason, really, which is because that is the classic pace for, for putting text on screen. So, um, yes, it will, be, it will be nice to see it move down. I agree with you on that. This is the Zwiftcast, the podcast for Zwifters. Okay, a quick uh, few kind of Swifty bites of, of news and chats coming up now. Um, Swift, have, they've just updated their forums. Um, I mean, we all know Facebook is kind of useless for certain certain things. Uh, the forums are much better, uh, which is kind of like reference material, really, and, and, and a history of a problem that other people have worked out a solution to. Facebook's useless at that. Um, uh, and um, Swift have, have updated their forums. You've had a quick skeg around the, the forums chain. Any good, the news of forums? Uh, yeah, I've sort of tried to get an umbrella view of what's going on here and why the change. Um, when the first thing, somebody asked a question the other day that I didn't know the answer to, so I quickly Googled it, and then it indexed the old forums, which don't exist anymore. So the indexing from Google is now broken, which is a bit of a problem. Typically, if you're going to upgrade or migrate to another forum, you leave the existing ones in place or put a redirect to the same content, just so you don't get that. Well, at the moment, people are getting 404 errors. This content's not found. You've got to go to the cached version. That's if you use Google as your search engine. You can obviously go over to the forums and search for there look it's a really tough one for Zwift Zwift from day one have always struggled with and it's not just a Zwift thing it's the technology thing how do we upskill people because this is kind of hard to get everything connected together it's all many many I'm looking behind me now I've got about 20 different company products behind me all for the one Zwifting session that's a lot of things to put together a lot of standards to connect you know that's the best thing about standards there's so many to choose from and I do I have it's the same with everyone else now my, my point being that uh, no matter how you present this information you can present the most detailed how-to document A to Z this is exactly what you need to get, do to get set up. People will still not read that because they, they want to get home, open a box, sign in, sign up, and just get writing. That's just what they want to do. They don't have time to read 20, 30 minutes and invest their time. That's why video works quite well because people can sit there and be engaged with video and see some hands-on stuff. Text, hmm, I'm not sure. Do we need another forum? It, it needs to be there, but driving traffic over there so it's got a valuable resource, I I'm not quite sure. It is going to be a, a location, though, that they do migrate all those documents over to. There's going to be a good resource pool so people can be referred to there. But people want hand-holding. Everybody believes their problem is unique and want to be stepped through. I'm the same as a consumer. I want help. I mean, there's many things that are broken in the last week um, that I've jumped on YouTube and search forums for. I think it's... It's good to have it there, but it's not like going to be the be all and end all that's going to solve everyone's problem. Everyone's going to know how to do everything. So it's a good refresh, but same old, same old. Well, it's one of a suite of tools, uh, but forums are better than Facebook, Nathan, aren't they, for getting this kind of information over, surely? Yeah, you can search them a little bit easier. Um, You know, there's definitely, um, I think just the database side of it is the stronger aspect, obviously. Um, and it doesn't, just, it's not as cluttered and stuff and people are going for an exact purpose. So that, uh, you know, having a Zwift only place, whereas it gets a little bit more cluttered and other things get evolved and it gets a little more social in those other spaces. And it's not, it's not social media. It's like, here's our forums and this is about yeah. Zwift. So, <laughs> you know, it doesn't get uh, as crazy, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, next uh, little newsy thing. As you chaps won't know, uh, because it's Eurosport, and neither of you in, are in Europe. Um, Zwift advertising. Well, sponsoring is the is the correct technical term. Um, they're sponsoring the coverage of the Vuelta. Zwift sponsors coverage of La Vuelta. Uh, it's high profile. Probably not cheap, though. Maybe not as expensive as you might think. Um, and it's obviously 
part of a big push to recruit new Swifters this winter. Now, there's a feeling abroad in, in some quarters, based on a little more than speculation, but hey, it's never stopped us before, um, that last winter we might have kind of reached sort of peak Swift is the phrase that's being used. Um, and every subscriber this winter is going to be much, much, much harder one. Um, Nathan, if you were betting the farm, I know you don't have a farm, but you know, if you had a farm, would you be betting it? Would you be betting? Would you be betting Zwift piling on a gazillion new subscribers this winter? I think we're not at peak numbers. A gazillion? I'm not going to bet, but um, you know, I uh, yeah, I would. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet the farm or anything like that. But I definitely think that um, we are going to go up. We're going to go up. Shane, are we going to go up big? Has the low-hanging fruit been plucked? Is this why we're now seeing things like advertising on TV, which is, you know, it's an expensive way of acquiring customers, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to wait and see. I use Google Trends quite a bit to see what's going on. There's definitely an uptick at this time of year, and that is still trending upwards that I'm seeing. So I'm not quite sure if, uh, yeah, the, the numbers we saw on the hump day ride didn't double from last year. They didn't, there, was, there wasn't an increase of 50%. So I'm not sure. We might We may have seen peak swift. Mm, you think so? Mm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> well, I think it, you know, it probably goes without saying that it's going to be harder to win new subscribers this year, um, but I'm sure they're going to work pretty hard to do that. A couple of interesting bits in the most recent Zwift update. One, actually, I noticed this, or maybe I, didn't, I wasn't sufficiently observant previously, but they seem to have really improved the artwork um, around Innsbruck. Um, they kind of tweaked it and polished it, Although I now see the city or town or village of SFSDF has sadly been wiped from the map and no longer exists on, <laughs> on planet Earth. I, for, I for one, am very disappointed to see that. But seriously, the, I mean, the art does look to have been tweaked. And, uh, you know, regardless of the kind of topography of the course, which is not to everyone's liking, the art does look peachy on, on Innsbruck, doesn't it, Nathan? Do you, do you think that... Have you, did you notice the things I noticed in the update? The art looks amazing. I think I've said this before. Innsbruck is one of the most beautiful courses I've ever seen, actually. And I feel like the detail is much deeper for some reason on this course. And it might just because there's more things. And so the detail has to be greater than you have to have more pixels just to show more things. But there's definitely more depth to Innsbruck. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I think. You know, it, it does, and particularly if you care, if you compare it to Richmond. I mean, I, I mean, so there's a poor comparison, really, because you know, Zwift was a tiny company when it released Richmond. Uh, you have you ridden it much and looked around much? Shane, you as impressed as we are? Yeah, I've hung out in the freeway with the cars. Um, so if you, <laughs> I've actually been a bit creative with the camera angles there, especially under the freeway. You can actually place the camera right on the road and uh, get run over by cars. So whilst all the graphics and artwork are absolutely brilliant for what you see, when you get behind the scenes, those cars look a little square and a little boxy. But mm. uh, one of my projects, and I'll throw it in the challenge for anybody listening to the Zwiftcast, if they, if they want to do this before I get to it, we can actually calculate the speed of those cars. Because no. I think those truck, I, I think those trucks are speeding. They are moving a, like at lightning speed. I think they're going twice the uh, the, the speed limit. So if you were to capture uh, capture some trucks and then estimate the, the length of the truck, count the frames, uh, we could actually estimate the speed of those cars. So that's that's on my project <laughs> list of things to do. I don't know you why. Have, you but, have too but, much time yeah. on your hands, Shane. Well, that's all I can say. These questions uh, need to be answered. Well, it's a very intriguing little challenge. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to know the answer to that. Uh, so, yeah, if anybody gets to that before Shane, hop onto the Zwiftcast listeners forum and, and, and do let us know. Um, last thing in the update, uh, which was really intriguing, and I'm just going to have to get you to explain this, Shane, because I kind of understand it, but I'm not sure I can explain it. There's been a tweet to the code that now means that rider weight is sent via ANT to Zwift. It's always been sent by Bluetooth, but it is now being sent by ANT, which sounds deeply technical and deeply boring, but it does actually have an effect. <laughs> what What does it mean? What does it actually mean, Shane? And why wasn't it done before? Uh, good question about why it hasn't been done before, but it's there now, so we're good. Um, I've done a whole video on this uh, showing a tax NEO in the two different examples. So I think the most simple way I can boil it down to, if you were to weigh 
let's just say 75 kilos and you were to write up a 10% grade, you've got to press on the pedals a certain amount. So 75 kilos or your weight, your current weight, let's just say that your current weight, you're writing up a 10% grade. If you were to then put on a, a weight vest, a 15 kilo or a 20 kilo weight vest, that 10% hill is a lot harder to ride up. So what you're pushing on the pedals, that changes. It changes your experience. So every trainer out there that has a maximum gradient simulation of 25%, 20%, 16%, 12%, that's all calculated based on an average rider weight of 75 kilos and a bike weight or a system weight of uh, 10 kilos. So our trainers actually do have the ability to change the feel of a ride because when you put that heavy jacket on, that weight, weighted down jacket, it should feel different. And a lot of trainers do have that ability. So now Zwift is sending that command that we're sending over. It's been sent over Bluetooth since ever. Uh, now over Ant Plus FEC, that is sent to the trainer based on the weight you've entered. So you don't need to change anything at all in game. It's done automatically. So if you were, what this actually means, though, I guess at the end of the day, if you're a lighter rider, you're going to be able to spin up the hills a little easier. So it'll feel like a, probably about a one or a two gear change if you're a lot lighter than 75. If you're a lot heavier, if you're a Clydesdale, a good time trialist who can put out a lot of sprint power, you weight it down a little bit more, you might have to click up another gear and just make it a little easier to spin on yourself. So it, most people won't notice it because it's based on all averages and we're all pretty average. But the outliers might. It increases the resistance if you're a bit heavier. Well, the simulation so, of the so, resistance, yeah. The, okay, so simple question then. Mm -hmm. Is that going to make me, who is, you know, I'm on the heavy side, 83, 85 kilos, is that going to make my time up Alpe d'Huez slower? Absolutely not. It won't change anybody's time at all because that's all based on your watts per kilo, which is always staying the same, the in-game simulation, which hasn't changed, and your ability to produce power, which is your watts per kilo. So, no, you, you may, in your example, you may have to change up one gear. I think it'll be subtle enough. You might not even notice. You might just think, oh, I'm, you know, I just changed up a gear you, because you've got 10 or 11 on the back now, sometimes 12. You might notice, but it is quite a significant update that did drop sort of under the radar and it will affect like, the, the outliers, but it's good to see because it brings things more into line with realism and the real outside, outside world. So when we see, oh, it's a 10% gradient, great. It now feels like 10% to me and to every other user who's using it based on their attributes, their weight. I like it. It's a good update. It, it needed to be done, um, but yeah, bring it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a real nuance. And apologies if we've bored listeners with <laughs> that, that's awesome stuff. I love geeking <laughs> with, out on that. <laughs> with geeking out on nuances, but 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 you know, it's good. And and like you say, it it, it shows that Swift are continuing to polish and tweak and add accuracy and realism to the game. So hats off, well done, well done to them for that. Uh, finally, in the quick hits bit, uh, another. <laughs> <laughs> Not the geek out, really. But an interesting bit of bureaucracy in the recent national champs for Australia and New Zealand. Entrants had to declare and to an extent prove their gender by submitting details of the national membership association that they may have, have belonged to, which looked like a kind of quite subtle step to guard against so-called gender doping uh, on swift racing, which in reality is men posing as women. Nathan, is this really a big problem? I mean, well, how would you know? But, I mean, do you think this might be a big problem? And, and if it is, is this a smart step forward, good way to, to deal with it? I don't think it's a huge problem. It might be a, a, a small problem. But I think the main thing is official, things getting official, making sure that we're checking age and that people kind of know who these people are. And it is giving the structures that are already in place in real life the um, authority then over what's going on in the game. And it makes things a little bit – I could see this expanding in the future and really – um, starting to create some cool ways to bring in racing in ways that we didn't see the, the, the same kind of validity before. So it's the next step, and I think it's really cool. I don't think the gender issue is a, as big of, a, of why this is happening, but I think it's a small part of it, and it's just like a, an ingredient to the whole cake of like validity, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree on that. I mean, gender doping, it probably isn't a huge issue in that there probably aren't thousands of people doing it. But the people who are convinced that some people are doing it, they get really annoyed about it. And I can kind of understand why, really. Well, sure. Um, that's, but Shane, that's I, thought, I thought, 
Shane, I thought that was a, a neat solution, didn't you? So basically submit your race licence or your membership details from your national association. Yeah, look, absolutely. It outsources a lot of the problems as well. If you've got a, a race license and I've got mine sitting on the table next to me here, even though I haven't raced a lot this year outside, um, because it, it, it sort of hands off the responsibility of identification. Uh, and as Nathan was saying, the, the verification of who you really are and you know, what you're categorized as, I guess, as well, even age group stuff as well as on my license here. Um, also, and the most important one is anti-doping. Zwift aren't in a position to enforce or to you know, have their, their testers go out and test people themselves. So the next best thing is to rely on the uh, the, the corporation, or corporations actually, it's not really a corporation. Is it? Is the UCI corporation? I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, the bodies, or the governing bodies, I guess you'd call entity. it. Entity. Um, mm. Entity, yes. <laughs> Cycling's not about money, is it? Um, <laughs> to, to, and, and all their infrastructure and their policies that are already in place. So they've just outsourced all the, not the tricky stuff, the hard stuff, I guess, um, to a body who's already involved in cycling, is already administering it. I was going to say quite well, but that's probably up for debate as well. But uh, sufficiently. Um, I think it's a good idea. It really is. And these days, to be at the pointy end of a Zwift race, you're going to have to be a pretty damn good cyclist. Look, let's be honest. Mm. So the people winning in positions of actually achieving greatness in these races are pretty much going to have a license anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if they extend what they did in, in Australia New Zealand to the um, rest of the world when the Zwift National Championships come around this indoor season uh, this winter. I'm pretty sure they are going to actually. Uh, look like a, a, a pilot scheme in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, good. Excellent. Okay, another move forward by Zwift. Good to see. Okay, last little feature of this particular episode of the Zwiftcast. Now, we know many Zwifters use the platform to rehabilitate from injury. That's one thing. Another thing is that there's actually a huge demand for slower group rides for less strong riders that run at the advertised pace. One experienced and charismatic ride leader who combines both these things is Julie Hoff. And it was high time I caught up with her, so... Here she is. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you today, Simon? I'm very well, thank you. Now, would it be fair of me to describe you as one of the most individual and charismatic of all ride leaders on Zwift? I think it would be. Probably so. I'm I'm certainly one of the more colourful ones. Colourful, vocal, controversial and very dedicated. I mean, you lead lots and lots of rides. I, I want to focus particularly for... Uh, circumstances personal to you because it cannot have escaped anybody's notice. I know you've been desperately trying to keep it a secret, but you have recently undergone something of, um, of a fairly serious injury. I'm joking about it, but actually it's, it's a fairly serious injury. What happened, Judy? Uh, there was a collision at an intersection where a woman uh, and I met, and I left a rather large dent in her SUV, and, and she left me with uh, a broken femur that took a few screws to put back together again. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not good at all. Now, you're being very polite there, but I'm guessing it was the motorist's fault. It's always the motorist's fault. Yes, but I, I really want to emphasize that, you know, because we have a lot of cyclists who are very rude and don't obey stop sign laws. And I'm as as part of my rehab, I'm trying to get the message out that everybody needs to just stop and look. Um, well, I'm very sorry to hear about your injury. Um, uh, and we'll talk about rehab because that's kind of one of the reasons I've got you on, really, which is, I mean, you've, you, you've developed a reputation for, for leading a nice social group ride where the pack stays together. And, and they're very, very well respected. And everybody I speak to ever, who's ever been on one of your rides really speaks very, very highly of them. What, what's the secret to leading those, Judy? The secret is, is is learning a lot more self-control than I think many of us exercise when we get on a bike. When I first started the idea, you know, I couldn't have ridden 1.0 for more than a few minutes if my life depended on it. And I just had to develop um, a riding technique where, you know, I keep an eagle eye out on the, the power and the little graph at the bottom and, and try to ride as, as flat a line as I can. And at the same time, encourage people to share their their stories about their own recovery. You must get flyers. Everybody gets flyers. But, but do, can you keep them to a minimum? Do you shame them? Do you scold them? What do you do? 
I've, I've tried a number of techniques and tactics. I hate to say none of which work, but I try to let them know that, you know, they're on a ride. We've had, you know, I had a paraplegic who was on a hand cycle on Zwift. Um, I've had other riders, uh, hemispherectomy, a woman who's apparently half of her brain doesn't work properly, uh, heart transplants, cancer survivors, uh, women who are recently postpartum. Um, but the flyers are just flyers, and we have no tools from Zwift to deal with it. Well, that's the sole point, isn't it? I mean, you know, we could have a separate conversation about that, and I'm sure uh, yes. <laughs> over the coming indoor season we will do, because I really do think it's about, about time Zwift did give ride leaders some kind of sanction, whether that's a boot button or whatever it is. But anyway, that, that's a separate issue. At the moment, ride leaders like yourself have got to... Uh, you know, almost use sheer kind of force of will and force of personality to to try to keep rides like this together. The, but the thing is, there's a huge demand for them, is there not? Yes, there is. We get requests for rides down to paces that I realistically can't possibly ride. Um, we had one woman who was looking for a 0.7 to 1.0 ride. You know, there are a lot of folks who are using Zwift as a fitness tool. And the social aspect of it helps keep them coming back to the platform. And it's anything that, you know, that helps them with their health is, is a good thing to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and th- 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 I mean, again, you know, the, the key to a successful group ride, as well as the kind of will and personality of the leader and trying to keep an even pace, which clearly you do, is, is, is the camaraderie, isn't there? And, and the esprit de corps of like-minded people. I, again, that seems to be a particular feature of your rides. Yes, we have managed to create our own little cult in the Swift Beginner Rides uh, Facebook group. We refer to ourselves as zebras. We make up jokes about, you know, we're not thoroughbreds, we're not fast, we're not smart. We eat hay and we frolic in the, in the sunshine. And the, that culture within the group um, has really created uh, a very family-like environment where we're all friendly and we share our accomplishments big and small. Um, If people are looking out for your rides, Judy, what should they look for? Our three-letter tag is ZBR for Zwift Beginner Rides. They do show up in the event schedule. We have rides most days. But but ZBR is is the tag to look out for or ZBR for, for people in the UK. Terrific, fantastic to put a voice to 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 to, to the ride leadership um, and profile that people will know so well from uh, from Facebook and, and Swift forums, where you 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 consistently <laughs> post in a most amusing and informative <laughs> and entertaining way, yes, Judy. Thank it has you. to be said. <laughs> that there, there, there is a place for slow rides is, in, in any cyclist life, isn't there? Yes, there is, and I try to convince some of the Cat D and Cat C riders that these that these are really fantastic recovery rides. Uh, the pace is slow. The it's very easy on the body. It keeps the muscles flexible, uh, so, so you're not having a total off day where you know where you're not actually making the pedals go around and keeping the muscles. Uh, loosened up really really fab to talk to you julie uh, and once again thanks for, for everything you do on behalf of the community I, I know it's appreciated certainly thank you so very much well that's it for this one um we're back uh well actually we're off in a minute so <laughs> but we've been back and we're going to be back um more regularly over uh the northern hemisphere winter we've been on a bit of a diminished schedule over over summer but that's going to change and i'm hoping to get a podcast out once every couple of weeks so i hope people will enjoy that um shane what's what's big in your life obviously you know weather's all different for you you're about to go into spring but you're crossing the globe off to um off to hq this week what what are you kind of expecting from from that trip Another long-haul flight, and the entire reason why I'm heading over is to move that text into the lower third. So I'll report back on how I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't come back unless you achieve it. Nathan, what's, uh, what's big in your world? We've got, uh, obviously, Zwift Academy. We're covering a ton of Zwift Academy stuff. Uh, really excited about that. Um, so that's about it. I'm really looking forward to the winter and, uh, and, the, and the fall. It's so weird to say that. And uh, kind of, you know, this is going to be the... Uh, the broadcasting is going to like ramp up i think excellent well that's all to be found uh, over on ccl um shane uh, just before we leave actually i've got to talk about this because uh, we've not had an opportunity to discuss it and it's it's so weird 
it must be your biggest ever, ever, ever video over on GP Llama. Uh, I, I mean, last time uh, I, I looked at it, it had over 4 million views, which is kind of like, you know, normally a, what you see on like some crazy cat video or dog video. Anyway, anyway, and it was the weirdest subject. It was, it, it, it was a piece of technology which doesn't actually exist. It, it was a, a, a an alternative drivetrain. Where where did that huge hit come from? Do you think? Um, look, that was just something that was interesting. So the ceramic speed driven or driving uh, drivetrain with a it doesn't have a chain. There's just a drive shaft. But what's unique about it is that they rather than the interface being cog on cog, it was cog on this bearing thing. It just looked really cool. So I think just the visuals really took off. Um, I think there was a mountain bike magazine in Romania who grabbed a hold of that and that went crazy through there. Um, it's, it's just really weird. It, it effectively, it went viral. It went really viral. So I got on the plane coming back from Eurobike. It had 3 million views – or sorry, 2 million views as I sat on the plane. I got off the plane 24 hours later and it had you know, another million views on top of that again, which was just unbelievable to see. So that gave the channel a huge spike, um, which was good to see. Um, and things are ticking along quite well. So I'll forever try and make another one of those videos. But that's the problem, isn't it? You would never have thought that was going to get 4 million views. Never. I've done some pr I've done some pretty cool stuff, like what I think is super cool, like how erg mode works with different gear ratios and how this weight effect, like I'm right into this stuff. This is super cool to me. That's why I keep doing it. This drivetrain was like, oh, hey, Ray, can you hold the camera for me, mate? Yeah, cool. Okay, let's upload that. Go back to the RV, upload. Let's go get dinner. And it went kaboom. So... Just random, just random stuff. I'll keep chipping away. But I, 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 uh, my analogy for that is like we were digging for gold and we found one nugget in two years. <laughs> but the, the, channel seems to t the channel seems to be ticking along quite well, though, after that as well. So it's all good. It reminds me of that um, uh, aphorism that uh, a writer called William Goldman uh, wrote who was writing about Hollywood. Uh, he wrote a great book, actually, called You'll Never Have a Lunch in This Town Again, which is a very good reader. I recommend it to anybody. But this, this phrase cropped up in another book, and he was talking about the ability of Hollywood studios to try and predict what would be a hit movie. And uh, his his up sum of that was nobody knows anything. <laughs> and, yep. You know, you, know, you know, in content terms, that that remains true today. Nobody knows anything. You never ever ever know where the next hit is coming from. Really strange. Uh, but congratulations on that humongous and mahusive number Thank of you. views, yeah. Shane. Well, that done, was good man. to see one go through the roof. Yep. Uh, excellent. Okay, and uh, more more like that, or maybe maybe not more like that actually. But lots of great content <laughs> over on uh, over on Shane's YouTube channel. As ever, boys, it's been a total pleasure. Um, it's going to be a more regular pleasure over 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 winter now. Um, and so, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Talk next time. Thanks, Evan. Boys, see you, Shane. See you next time. Thanks very much for listening. If you want a bit of inside griff on the Swiftcast, best place to go to is the Swiftcast listeners page. Come and join us there for a bit of chat and gossip and news about the Swiftcast. And we should just end in the normal way by thanking Swift for their support of the Swiftcast, but reminding listeners that that support doesn't mean they influence anything we say. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. <laughs>